This is Wisconsin Water News, a production of the University of Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. I'm your host, Marie Zwickoff. Today's episode is UW-Madison researchers focus on efficient water and nitrogen use in the central sands of Wisconsin. Thanks to its sandy soil, the central sands region in Wisconsin is a great place to grow vegetables. However, this area north of Wisconsin Dells is also known for water quantity issues. Lakes and rivers are slowly disappearing for complex reasons, one being the high-capacity wells that provide water for irrigation. Now the beleaguered area is also facing water quality issues from the long-standing use of fertilizer on its cropland. Two University of Wisconsin Water Resources Institute researchers are working on a project that will help farmers in the central sands better manage their nitrogen fertilizer use and improve water quality and quantity in a changing climate. Chris Kucharik, professor in the Department of Agronomy and the Nelson Institute Center for Sustainability, and Matthew Ruark, associate professor in the Department of Soil Science and Extension State Specialist, are conducting their work at several farms and at the Hancock Agricultural Research Station, smack dab in the center of the Central Sands region. One focus of their project is the amount of nitrogen contained in irrigation water, even before any fertilizer is applied. Kucharik and Ruark plan to develop measures and computer models that can guide farmers in their water and nutrient management plans. Kucharik explains it this way. The whole idea is to actually give growers and extension folks a more concrete number that they can work with so they can adjust the amount of fertilizer that they're applying to accurately account for that credit that's that's coming through the water. Any little bit of, uh, of nitrate that we can prevent from making its way down into the groundwater system is, is a win you know, for the environment as well as farmers you know, in terms of saving money. The sand that makes the soil so good for growing potatoes, sweet corn, peas, and snap beans also requires frequent irrigation and fertilization. Bacteria in the soil convert the ammonia and nitrogen from fertilizers into harmful nitrates sometimes found in irrigation waters and drinking water from wells. It's a tricky situation for farmers, as Kucharik explains. They've really struggled there with trying to get a, a handle on how to minimize the amount of nitrate that's leaving the soils and making their way into the, the groundwater system. I mean, we've known this for decades, given the, the sandy soils, and you know they're not really great for hold, holding on to water. Things drain really quickly through them. Kucharik also outlined the long history of human health problems caused by people drinking water with an elevated concentration of nitrate. Not healthy for, for pregnant expecting mothers. It's not good for uh, young children. There was often, I forget, maybe 10 or 20 years ago, the idea of blue baby syndrome related to this problem. It's, um, it's really unfortunate that you know, we've gotten to the point where if you are on a private well, no matter where you are, that you, you need to be concerned about this just because of these potential ramifications to our health. Nitrate is Wisconsin's most widespread groundwater contaminant. The threshold for nitrates that the Environmental Protection Agency considers safe is 10 parts per million. A 2018 report by Wisconsin's Groundwater Coordinating Council found that about 10% of private wells sampled in the state exceed these standards. 
at least one homeowner's well in the Central Sands District tested at 45 parts per million, more than four times the safe limit. Even rainwater is not immune from human influence where nitrates are concerned. A small quantity can be found in it, especially in urban areas where emissions from cars, electric utilities, and industrial boilers are a source. Kucharik and his team are collecting rainwater samples in addition to weekly irrigation water samples to have a complete picture of nitrogen inputs to the land. According to previous research by Kucharik and information from the Wisconsin Initiative on Climate Change Impacts report, the Central Sands area has already experienced a trend towards warmer nights, along with a 15% increase in annual precipitation and a longer growing season by about two weeks. By mid-century, the annual mean temperatures are predicted to increase by 2.6 to 3.6 degrees Celsius, and the growing season is projected to lengthen by yet another two weeks. The bottom line is that it's going to become more challenging in the future for farmers to grow crops because warmer temperatures mean an increased demand for water that will need to be applied. And at the same time, as weather becomes more variable, in particular how precipitation is delivered, we already have seen examples of that just in the past five to ten years, that it's going to be more challenging for growers to keep the nitrogen within the cropping system and not have it leach out. The researchers plan to develop a modeling tool as a way to explore various climate scenarios so that growers know what to expect. They want to develop management options that hit a sweet spot where water and nitrogen use efficiency are maximized in the central sands without significant reductions in yield. Once they have findings to distribute, the team expects to present them at meetings of a water task force that is part of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association, or WPVGA. This association hosts an annual conference where researchers can reach an audience of growers that numbers up to 500. Kuchark says it's a valuable event. It's not very often to, that you get a, a chance to address that many people you know, on a variety of topics, but it's a, a very close-knit group, and, and they've supported university research for, for many years, so they're a great, great player. The WPVGA also provided seed money for the project. Outreach is Ruark's specialty. He's an extension agent who works directly with farmers around the state. Kucharik has no doubt that the research results will filter through the community quickly and easily thanks to Ruark. Kucharik is excited about this project. It's a very much a tight coupling between doing field work on the landscape, working with growers, and connecting that to modeling to help us understand how things will work and function differently in the future so we can help get ahead of the curve and, and get them to start thinking about the potential changes and adaptations that might need to be made. Uh, hopefully far in advance of new regulations that come into play that, that might shock their management system. The last thing we want is for the environmental problems to become so problematic and bad that the state has no choice but to start regulating you know, management in, in ways that, that growers are not used to and that they don't have time to gradually adapt their management systems and their farms to account for that. It could mean great economic hardships in a variety of ways. 
That's it for this episode of Wisconsin Water News. Just one of the ways that Wisconsin Sea Grant promotes the sustainable use of Great Lakes resources through research, education, and outreach. Thanks goes to Chris Kucharik for the interview and to you for listening.